Teach your children well. They, uh, I was amazed what, looking at those pictures. Uh, some of those uh, kids were really little, and now they're in college. And um, God's good. God's been good to us, hasn't he? Yeah. I want to talk about parenting to, today. And I, before I kind of launch into this, I want to give you my bias, because I think it's important you understand where, where I'm coming from. This is some of my general observations, and it'll help you understand where, where we're going. See, I believe children are a gift from God. And I believe that God has expressively given parents the responsibility of raising their kids. I also believe what the psalmist says, uh, everyone is fearfully and wonderfully made which means that each and every child is unique and, and special. There'll never be anybody like them to walk this planet again. And so it kind of eliminates the idea that you can cookie-cutter parenting. Uh, and I think it makes parenting very, very difficult. I also believe, as I look at the, the world, that there are really three main styles of parenting. And you might listen and see which one sounds like what, what you're doing. But the, I think there's parenting by default. And I, I've said this before. I don't think uh, I'd really call that parenting. It's basically this hands-off approach to dealing with our, our children. And so what we do is we kind of uh, explore. And... We don't really build any lines. There's no real plan in place. It's a case sera sera type approach. Uh, what will be, will be. We'll see what happens. Kind of toss our, wor- our kids into the world, and we'll see what happens with that. That's one type of parenting. I, I think the other type of parenting is parenting by democracy or by what is popular in, in our culture. Uh, we look at the latest fads or the latest trends, and what we do is we kind of uh, evaluate that stuff, and we pick and choose, and we go, you know, this looks like this might work, and it must be the right thing to do because a lot of people are doing it, and I know that that sounds extremely appealing. It, It sounds American, but you run with that kind of assumption means that you believe the majority is always right, and it's kind of let freedom ring type mentality. And I understand that some of those things are good. They're not all bad. But I also understand that some of them are not so good. And and here's my concern with that approach. Most of God's ways are not addressed in most of the activities that the culture promotes, uh, that culture encourages and endorses. Now, I want to ask parents today, what is the most important thing that you do as a parent? What's the most important thing that you want to make sure with, with your children? Because what I have figured out is whatever you think is the most important, most parents tend to teach to the test, I call it. For instance, if, if you say that intellect is paramount, 
that that's the most important thing. You know, getting your child on the honor roll or getting that scholarship or getting them in the right college, ultimately. If, if those are the things that you hold up and you go, that's the most important thing, then you're going to focus on scholastics, right? Studying, grades, performance. It will be what you measure as a parent. If you say, no, it's not that, it, it's athletics, then sporting activities will become your priority. And you, so you'll focus on the physical abilities in that area. You'll focus on speed or strength or agility or some specific skill set that moves them forward in that. And so that's what you measure. See, I believe whatever you pursue becomes the thing that you measure in life. Parents, what is it that you measure? Now, I do not want to be misunderstood. People will go out of here and go, okay, he said academics isn't important, sports isn't important. No, academics is important. Sports, it's great. I love sports. But here's my bias, okay? As important as it is to develop those things, as important as it is to develop our intellect and to develop physically and relationally and emotionally, there's something more important. And that's spiritual development of our children. God says that it's what's in the heart, it's, it's character that, that's important. And I believe there are huge implications with this. See, I mean, you can parent by default, throw your kids out there, see what happens. Good luck with that. You can parent by democracy or by popular culture, and so you kind of go with the crowd. If everybody's doing it, it must be right, and so you move down that road. Or you can parent by God's values, using God's word as a foundation for parenting. Let me ask this, where do you get your values from? Think about that, where do you get your values from? Is it culture? Is it what's popular? Is it something you've developed, you know, a little of this, a little of that? Make a shift when it doesn't work well, make a change when you need to? Identify the value, and then let me ask you this. Is it working for you? Or more importantly, is it God-honoring? This is a foundational question. It's got huge implications. Now, I want to get a pulse because I'm trying to get a sense of where we are. How many of you believe that culture is more honest today than it was 50 years ago. Let me see hands. Anybody, anybody wanna bite on that one? All right. How many of you believe that people are more likely to cheat today than they were 50 years ago? Let me see hands. All right. How many of you believe people are more likely to steal today than they would have 50 years ago? Let me see hands. All right, now I'll be honest with you. I could have fill a page and we could spend all morning. I could ask questions 
and I could just about tell you what hands are going up and when hands are going to stay down because it's pretty predictable and it's very sobering. How many of you believe culture is moving in the wrong direction today? Let me see your hands. Now, I want you to understand, my intent this morning is not to beat up on parents. That's not my intent. It's not to create a lot of guilt, okay? What I want to do is I want to look at parenting, and I want to identify some of the responsibilities of a parent according to God. I want to look at what I believe matters most, so that we can teach our children well. You've heard me say this before. I believe one of the most important things we can do for our children is love them. You know, right out of the gate, you gotta love your kids. Good, bad, ugly, however they act or whatever they're involved in, for them to know that you love them unconditionally is vital. I believe it's the kind of love that that God models in our lives. You know, Scripture says, Lamentations, it says, because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. For his compassions never what? Fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. See, God knows everything about you and me. And yet, his compassion never fails. That, that love that he has for us endures, even though he knows everything. You know, love, it's a strange thing. It's not natural to us. You know, I know everybody goes, oh, I'm in love, you know. But the fact is, love's a choice, isn't it? We learn to love by practicing. And I don't know if you've figured this out, but it is always easier to love somebody that's a long ways away. True? Isn't that true? It's tough when they get closer And then it's really tough when they live with us, you know. I mean, there's challenges in that. And I believe that most parents, if not all parents, love their children. But here's the deal. I think sometimes we don't express it in ways that our kids get it, that they understand it. I believe there there are really three ways, uh, we've talked about this before, that you can show affection to your kids. That means kids need lots of hugs, they need lots of kisses, they need lots of you just being around them and making contact with them. Kids, Kids need affirmation in their life. In other words, they need to hear every single day words that predominantly build them up, lift them up. And hear this, kids need your attention. They need your attention. It is the greatest gift you can give a child is to give them your time, quality time. And I'm not talking about where you observe them and they're out there doing something. I'm talking about quality time, spending time listening to them, looking in their eyes, you know, just being with them, whether it be playing a game or just talking, whatever. Because what happens in those moments is it speaks volumes into a child's life. It says, you know what? You matter to me. You are valuable. 
I, I want to hear what you have to say. It's important to me. You know, there's a myth out there. All you need is love. It's not true. It's absolutely not true. And I believe there are a lot of parents that they go, you know what? I just got to love my kid, and then they'll turn out okay. Not true. I could give you thousands of examples where love's not enough, not enough to help them grow emotionally, to help them grow spiritually and relationally and physically in their life. It starts with love, but it's not where we stop. You know, if you're going to teach your children well, you start there. But you've got to give them more. Kids need a foundation in their life. And I believe that foundation comes when you teach your children to love God. That becomes a foundation for, for everything. Deuteronomy uh, says, listen, people of Israel, the Lord our God is the only Lord. Love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your strength. Friends, when you love God with all your heart, it changes everything. You know, it makes a difference in every aspect of your life. It affects the decisions you make. It affects the impact uh, that it has on your, your priorities, on your schedule. It makes a difference in eternity. You know, heaven and hell issue here. So here's what I want to ask parents today. Do you love God? Now, I want you to notice, I didn't ask you, do you know a lot about God? Do you love God with all your heart? Because when you have a relationship with God, it changes how you live. And it becomes a foundation for everything. My love for God spills into everything in my life. And I would argue that you could get everything else right as a parent. You could get everything else that we're going to talk about this morning. You could get that right. But if you do not teach your children to love God, you will regret it. And I would argue that you fail as a parent. I have been with lots of parents through the years that have grown children. And those grown children do not know God, do not love God. And when I talk to those parents, they live with the painful realization that they didn't, didn't get the job done. I have never, ever, in my entire ministry, had a parent that has come to me and said, you know, Damon, I wish I'd have got my kids in more activities. They just should have been in more activities, and I didn't do it. Or I wish I'd have got them on more teams. Or I wish I had bought them more stuff. I've never had a parent tell me that. But often, often, in fact, too often, they will say, Damon, I wish that my kids had a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't know what went wrong. Flip side, I've had lots of parents that have made statements like this. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes as a parent. 
In fact, I didn't get much of it right. But I am so glad that I taught my kids to love God. You know, I can't imagine spending eternity without my children. Moms, dads, do you love God? Are you modeling that love for God? In other words, when your children watch you, what do they see? Do, do they see that your love for God, do they see it in what you say and do? Do they see it in the decisions that you make? Do they see it in your, your schedule and your priorities and your values? Do they see it in how you live? I mean, how do you love God? When you teach your children how to love God, I would argue you give them a good foundation for living. A foundation that begins to guide them, begins to form a, a solid foundation under them. Something that will serve them well their entire life if you teach them this. You know, once you teach them to love God, you've got to give them direction. You've got to give them a, a value system, so to speak. Uh, some people say standards to guide them. You know, children should be able to begin to evaluate things as they get older and go, this is right. This is good. This is godly. This, this is wrong. This is not godly. And it, it gets a little bothersome to me. Sometimes people go, well, you know, it doesn't really matter what you believe as long as you're what? Sincere. I hear that too often. And I want to go, are you kidding me? Really? It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're really sincere about it? It makes all the difference in the world what you believe. That's why it's so important that you make decisions where you, you're going to get your values from, where you're going to begin to build that foundation from. You know, you're going to get them from culture, popular opinion, make it up as you go, switch, change, see, how, see what happens. Or are you going to get them from God? You know, God's scriptures have proven the test of time. You know, I just want to cringe when parents go, well, you know, it's 2012. I'm going to, I'm going to come up with a new value system. Be careful. And let me ask you this. Sometimes parents hold up God's system and says, you know, these are the values that matter. But does your life sync up with what you're teaching your children? Because it will not fly very long for you to go, you know, I want you to do as I say, not as I do. This is important, but not for me. It, it, what that does, it breeds rebellion. It be, breeds resentment. What are, you, what are you teaching your children? And is your life synced up with it? It's interesting, Moses, uh, he'd just gotten the Ten Commandments from, from God, and God's kind of pressing the, the parents in that day. And I believe parents today, reminding them what their priority is. He says, always remember these commands I give you today. He's talking about the Ten Commandments. Teach them to your children and talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. 
In other words, we are to be teaching our children God's ways. Not the government. School system shouldn't be doing it. Neighbors shouldn't be doing it. Clubs shouldn't be doing it. I mean, they can, but that's not the center place. You know, it's not from TV that they're going to learn values. It's not the video games. Trust me, I've played a few. It is the parent's duty. God says, it falls on your shoulders. If others join you in it, great. But it's your job to teach values. If you don't, who's going to teach them? Who's going to teach them? You know, I saw a while back, it's been a couple years ago, but a textbook someone brought to me, and it was from school, and it said, you shouldn't steal. Not because it was wrong, because it might make you feel bad. Might. Might make you feel bad. Parents, teaching values to your children is your job. It's a command. Teach them, it says. Teach them. In other words, it's not an option in in our, our lives. We're to teach them the Ten Commandments. We're to teach them God's ways. And do you notice where we're to teach them? When we're sitting at home, walking along the road, when we lie down or when we get up. In other words, from dusk to dawn, you are to always be teaching your children. In fact, I would argue... If you are just sitting watching TV, you're teaching your kids something. You know, as parents, you model 24-7, no time off, unfortunately. Now, I have asked these things before, but I, I think it's important we pray with our kids. I mean, do you pray with your children? Pray with them at mealtime, bedtime, anytime? You know, because as you pray with kids... What you're doing, you're reminding them that mom and dad are subject to someone higher. And I believe it helps your children realize that they are subject to you and to your ways. And when they see you modeling, it plays big. You know, when you, when you pray with your kids, you, you ought to share age-appropriate stuff. Did you hear that? Age-appropriate stuff. But to show them that what your needs are, what you're thankful for, what your fears are as they get older, because you are modeling for them what this relationship looks like when you pray, and I would argue it draws you closer together as a family when you pray. Teach your kids to pray. It will change how they live. You know, do you read the Bible to your kids? Do you read them stories and, and verses, do, you know, to sit and just talk about it, what it means, the implications, you know, what do they understand in, in the midst of it? Talk about whatever they can understand and ways they can understand. Because I believe when you do that, like every Sunday I debrief, if my grandkids are here, I debrief with them about what you learn, because I want them to understand the importance and the wisdom that God's word has. You know, the Bible reminds children that God has a greater plan for their life and a better way for their life than what the world offers. Are you at church regularly? And I want to define what regular means. It does not mean once in a while. 
You know, are you here three or four times a month so that your children can grow in their faith? It speaks volumes to priorities. I'm always telling families, get your kids in the zone. Let us assist you. Let us encourage you. Let us cheer you on. Let us pull alongside of you in that endeavor. But as parents, you have the most influence on your kids. It may not feel like it sometimes, but you have the most influence on your kids. And I believe there is nothing greater and nothing more joyful than when you can see your kids discovering and learning that God is head over heels in love with them and that God is involved in their life and wants to be. You know, it's the most important thing you will ever invest your time, your energy, your money in. That's teaching your children that. Hands down. Help your kids grow. Develop that relationship with him and help them build a foundation so that they can grow and mature and develop character, godly character. It will pay in high dividends. It will allow them to make godly decisions, even when it's tough. It will allow them to stay strong when they face problems and difficulties in life. And I would argue it allows them to experience true happiness and peace, even when life's very turbulent. Kids also need discipline in their life. In other words, accountability. Kids need to be corrected once in a while. Because, get this, and this will be a surprise, kids make mistakes, right? No kid's perfect. Scripture says, correct your child while there's still hope. Do not let them destroy themselves. Think about that. I mean, Scripture says if you don't correct your children... You're helping them fail in life. You're keeping them from advancing. You know, Scripture says when it comes to discipline, we ought to do it quickly, calmly, and sparingly. I've come to understand that there's a difference between punishing children and disciplining children. I think it's important you understand the difference. See, the purpose of punishment is to inflict a penalty on kids. The purpose of discipline is to promote growth. You know, the the focus of punishment is we're going to focus on the past and what you've done. And the focus of discipline is focusing on the future and what can be in light of what took place. The attitude behind punishment is anger. And the attitude behind discipline is love. You know, it's those conversations that you pull alongside your child and you say, I want to help you go the right way. Let's make sure this doesn't happen next time. Let's focus on doing things differently, learning to correct our children without destroying them. You know, I love you too much to let this go. Parenting's tough sometimes. You know, I believe that when we step into our children, it allows our children to succeed, to to grow, and to mature. One more thing, we need to instill confidence in our kids. It is perhaps the most difficult time in history 
for children. The stress levels, the, the peer pressure, the pace of our life. Kids battle with self-esteem at levels that I have not seen in my ministry. I mean, it's, it's through the roof. This is a tough, tough world when it comes to children. I was reading a study a while back. They had done a national testing, and this is just bothersome. It said 85% of third graders, okay, third graders, have a strong self-esteem. In other words, they feel pretty good about themselves in third grade. By the time they get to middle school or, high, or uh, junior high, it drops to 65% feel good about themselves. Now here's where it goes crazy and plummets. By the time they are seniors in high school, 5% feel really good about who they are. Think about that, 5%. In other words, the older they get, the worse they feel about themselves. And I would argue it's because we live in this negative world. Now, I am not suggesting that we lower values or standards or we uh, create what I call uh, uh, self-esteem based on falsehoods, you know what I mean? You know, where we tell kids, you're good at everything. And it's very apparent they're not good at everything. Or we give everybody an A, even though they didn't get one question right, you know? It doesn't make any sense. I, I know that some of the, the thought that went behind that, it started with a good intention, but then it went downward somewhere along the way. I mean, it just took this slide. See, I believe there's a better way to encourage our kids and build them up. I think back to conversations my parents had with me where dad would go, you know what? You did your best. I'm proud of you for trying so hard. You'll do better next time. You know, it's coming to, you, to your child and saying, you know, track may not be your thing. But you know what? You're really good at science. It's building them up true self-esteem. You know, Colossians 3, 21 says, parents, don't be hard on your child. If you are, they might what? Give up. Are you an unpleasable parent? Because I believe it's really easy to be negative. You know, is the cup half full or half empty all the time? You know, if your child gets a C, do you want Bs? If they get Bs, do you want As? If they get As, do you want straight As? I mean, here, here's what the Bible says, very clear. It says, if a child can't keep up, with whatever a parent's demand is, they will give up, finally. They'll just give up. How do you instill in them confidence? Well, I think 1 Corinthians uh, 13, it's a love chapter, uh, and it says, love never gives up on people. It never stops trusting. It never loses hope and never quits. In other words, if you want to build confidence in your kids, you got to build them up. you got to build them up more than you tear them down. 
you got to believe in them along the way. And it is so hard because so many times we think, okay, I'll give them a positive, give them a negative. If I keep that balanced, it'll be good. No, it's not right. In fact, 10 praises to one, one negative thing. I've heard that throughout my life. Why is that? It's because the negative sticks. The negative sticks. Every child needs to know that someone's in their corner. You know, I know you can do this. I believe in you. Go for it. I'm behind you. It helps them build confidence along the way. And if you're going to build that confidence, you've got to give them opportunities. Opportunities that stretch them, that reveal their talents, that expose their God-given gifts and help them develop responsibility. Do you know how you teach responsibility? There's one way. You give them age-appropriate responsibilities. You know, will they make mistakes? Absolutely. You did. I did. Will they be irresponsible sometimes? Absolutely. You were and I was too. But here's the deal. If you hold responsibility and you just do everything for them, you're setting them up for failure. You're setting them up for failure. You know, the goal of parenting is that when they're born, you have all the control. And so those early years, you take care of everything. Then you're to move to a point in those middle years where they learn self-control. They start doing some stuff on their own. And ultimately, where we're trying to lead them is where they understand that God loves them, that God has a plan for their life, and that they give God the control in their life. It's that kind of progression. I hear parents, again, of grown children, and they'll say things to me. They'll say, if I had it to do over... I would do less for my children and I would have them do more for themselves. Parents, if you do not give your kids responsibility, if you do not give up some of the control, get prepared to take care of them the rest of their lives. You have got to let go of some of the responsibility. You've got to give them responsibility. It is the only way children learn how to, to build up that confidence in their life. It's what allows them to grow in their life. You know, Jesus said this. He says, whoever can be trusted with little can also be trusted with a lot. A couple verses later says, and if you cannot be trusted with things that belong to someone else, who will give you things of your own? Kids respond to Responsibility. I've, again, I've talked to a lot, of, a lot of parents, and their kids are grown now. And I have talked to a lot of grown children that struggle in life and struggle mightily. And here's what I believe. This is my personal opinion. I believe you are far better to err on the side of giving your children too much responsibility than not trusting them enough. Your goal 
again, when you raise your kids, is for them to walk on their own under God's control in their life. Now, here's what I know. As I'm talking today, there are some parents probably feeling a little overwhelmed. Some of you may feel a little guilty. That, again, that's not my point today. What I'm trying to do is raise our awareness how important parenting is. You know, it's to remind us that parenting's tough. You didn't need to be told that, did you? You know that. Parenting's complicated. Parenting requires an unbelievable amount of energy and sacrifice and commitment. But here's what I do know. Parenting does not happen by default. And parenting is not always easy. It's not always easy. But you need to remember this. When you, those of you that are in the season of parenting right now, not only are you marking your children, you're marking the next generation as well and the generations to come. And you need to remember eternity is in the balance here. That's why parenting matters so much. Now today we've got some parents that are dedicating their children they're making a stand and saying, you know what? We believe with God's help that we can do this. And we're going to get things straight and worked out. And I'm going to ask the parents that are dedicating your children today, if you just stand, I want to pray for you. Just stand where you are. And um, I want you to know that... Um, you will never do anything in your life as important as being a parent. There isn't anything you will ever do. And I can tell you, I'm on the grandparent side now, but you never quit being parents. I was talking to one of the guys in the congregation a couple of years ago. He was, he was in his mid-80s. I said, when do you quit worrying about your kids and be, he goes, oh, when they're 50, they'll get it figured out by the time they're 50, you know. And I laughed and he goes, no, seriously, Damon, when they're 50, but we're parents for life, that's what I've decided. We wanna pray with you right now. I'd ask as a congregation that you join me in prayer for these parents. God, we thank you for these parents that are standing, Lord. We pray that you would instill in them the strength, the patience, the wisdom, all the things that they're going to need. This is a tough world. God, each of our kids are so uniquely made that, God, I pray that um, you would uh, just give us wisdom in how to raise each one. God, I pray that all the steps along the way that uh, we would honor you with all we say and do. God, we look forward to celebrating with these parents in a few moments and with these children. And God, we just, um, as a congregation, come before you. I want to say and be and do everything that's pleasing in your sight. God, we give you the glory this day. Amen. 
I'm going to, if you will, let the parents slide out. They're going to go uh, find their children, and um, they're going to join us up here in a few moments. Uh, band, band's going to play, play a song. And here's what I want to say to us that are, that are still in here. Kids are watching all the time. And they, are, they get their cues, not so much what's said, but what we do. And so I pray that uh, God would minister to you with this song, Watching You. <laughs> 